Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody, and I just am super excited to welcome a very special guest from the Netherlands, no less. I'll let her explain where she lives in a moment. But Cecile, I would just love to introduce you and just say (laughs) hi to everybody first. Uh, Hello, hello. I'm Cecile, and I'm actually from Norway. Yes. yes. (laughs) Europe is big. (laughs) Norway. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It started with an N. Isn't that embarrassing? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let me introduce this beautiful woman and then we're really going to get to know her and about how we met and some beautiful time that we shared together in South America, which I did get right. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Cecile Stable is a performance coach and healer combining the best from Western and Eastern modalities in order for you to reach your full potential. She (laughs) surrenders to the divine yet geek out on neurochemistry, mix concepts from biohacking and nutrition with ancient healing modalities. She is feminine yet full of fire and full of life and sound as well. (laughs) She holds her certifications in nutrition, coaching, Reiki, sound healing, breath work, hypnotherapy, EFT, TFT, meditation, and have many years of experience in the biohacking field. This spring, she is publishing her first book, the ultimate Bible of everything you need in order to create a healthy lifestyle and maximize your potential. Welcome, welcome, and welcome, Cecile. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. So I want to talk a little bit. I mean, there's so many ways that we could go with this today. (laughs) But what I want to do is I want to introduce you as the magical person that you truly are. First of all, her clothes swish. (laughs) So we were in a retreat and she had this beautiful, like she had a white dress on the one day, a peach dress, a blue dress. She looked kind of like an angel. And, um, that's what we were all saying. It's, and you know, like Phil was with me and his mother and we're like, she's kind of like a walking angel. And then she would make these sounds, you know, throw these beautiful melodies would just kind of pour from her. So 
I just want to talk about the magic of you a little bit. (laughs) You know that people sometimes see you as truly magical. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I really receive that. And it's so beautiful after I started meeting more people and like the spiritual community that are really in tune with yeah, all of this, and they're so connected themselves, and we reflect things in each other that's so beautiful to be a part of. And it's ah, sometimes when I'm at like the retreat where we met, you just feel like a walking light walking around in all of these beautiful energy from other people, and just being able to reflect that back to each other is oh, so, (laughs) so beautiful. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed very quickly, Cecile has all these incredible educational modalities that I'd like to talk about today. The first thing I'd like to talk about is something that I experienced. So her voice is literally almost like a healing center when you hear her. And the very first thing that I heard was, she'll explain this to us, but she was in a type of healing environment where people had blankets on, they were lying down in a beautiful structured room and she had multiple crystal bowls and she was making them sing. And then she was also using her voice and everybody looked so peaceful that (laughs) you could feel her magic. So what was I listening to and what were your potential clients that were there experiencing? That was a sound healing. Uh, So I use crystal alchemy bowls, which are bowls that are constructed to very specific frequencies because we are like at our core. Every atom in the universe is built up of molecules and atoms. And at their core, they have like a nucleus. And around that nucleus, there are electrons. It swirls around it at all time. Uh, And that always create a wave and a frequency. And that frequency is what we as humans actually see as matter. But because of, since everything is frequency and we are very like, we are actually huge electromagnetic fields. So when we come into contact with another frequency, we can kind of resonate at the same frequency as that other field. So that can be used. So music is basically like frequency traveling through room and wave. In the same way that we are, which is why it can be a really powerful modality to bring people into a very specific frequency for healing and for optimizing different parts of the body. So that's kind of what those bowls are structured out for. Uh, And the like the set that I have, it's a chakra set. So it's uh, for different centers of the body optimized for different, for for the different chakras, basically. And then I use my voice uh, as part of it. And uh, that's actually just me channeling through music. And I've, because I've been singing ever since I was a child and really always really connected with my voice and have like, yeah, it's... uh, always really connected with my voice. I don't really know how to say it's just part of me in a way like singing. (laughs) So but then when I got sick, I kind of stopped doing that. Or when I become a teenager, basically, like I prioritized a little differently. And even though I still sang in the shower and in the kitchen, I didn't really have like I didn't sing in a choir anymore or have any personal lessons. After I had I had a Kundalini awakening, we might get more into that later. I don't know how familiar your audience is with this kind of stuff. But After that happened, I really felt like there's another level to life that I need to need to explore more. I need to, I suddenly felt like I inherited all of these superpowers that I really wanted to share with people. And so I kind of like 
came back from the retreat where that happened. And I was like, following the breadcrumbs and the sound healing certification just really spoke to me. And then I uh, took my sound healing certification in uh, Alicante in Spain. And I was just blown away by the power of frequency, even though I really, I really knew about that from meditation and from the science I read, but being able to feel the power of the sound and so many different instruments was just like in how it resonated in my body. It just blew me away. And I was just like, oh, I, I feel like I really need to share this. Yeah, that's what's happening. And when we're when we're using like music in that way, it's also a really powerful way to bring the brain into alpha state where that's the state where your brain waves are like, you don't have that little voice in your head that's speaking all the time, telling you what to do or what you don't like about yourself. And we're really getting into the subconscious. And since the subconscious mind is kind of like what's directing 95% of everything we do, every thought, every pattern we have every day, that's really where change can happen, like powerful change. And instead of trying to talk something, someone into something or coach them into something by really changing their subconscious mind. So when I do sound healings, I usually do like I sing and then I do some talking and we kind of switch back and forth between that. So I try to program their subconscious mind for their future self. Oh my goodness. So I don't even know where to go with all of this. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm such a storyteller. So no, it's no. A lot of... Please, no uh. apologies. So this is so rich. Like, I just want the audience to be able to get as much of this as possible. So I still want to talk a little bit about you before we transition into something uh, to go deeper into something else, because I still feel like you're the magic uh, <laughs> formula, uh, even though you have all these accreditations, that's the word I was looking for before you have all these accreditations, but you are to me, the magic. So no. <laughs> one of the things that I saw Cecile do that I want to convey to the audience is she moves her hands. So we were kind of, we were at a very spiritual re retreat in La Ceiba. We were experiencing mother ayahuasca. I think both of us for the first time. Yes, right. Yes. And when Cecile was going through her healings, first of all, I just want to say you so pissed me off <laughs> <laughs> because her bed was like three down for mine. And we were having our ceremony where we would take the ayahuasca and Cecile basically most of the time was giggling <laughs> and I was uh, not, <laughs> I was, uh, I was having like, um, really, I was getting a little bit beat up by mother ayahuasca, which is exactly you what were I getting needed. tested. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting tested. <laughs> so let's talk oh. about your giggles. First of all, I know you had some tests uh, during <laughs> yes. the event. We all did, but I want to talk about the giggles first. And there's a couple other things before we move deeper down into this. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so yeah, this was my first ayahuasca ceremony and I hadn't really planned on coming at all. I was coming to Colombia because Dr. Joe Dispenza, which some of your listeners may know, he's a meditation teacher teaching quantum science and neurochemistry, uh, epigenetics. Uh, and I've been meditating with him 
for quite a while now. And I was uh, in Colombia for a conference with him. And then I blocked out two weeks after the event because I know I always meet so many amazing people. Uh, so I was like, I want to just like be able to go with the flow a little bit. So many, like so many of the other times when I've been traveling, I kind of have like such a full schedule that I need to get home to. And I was just like, I'm not doing that this time. I feel like there's a reason why I need to be in Colombia for a little longer. So I ended up traveling to Medellin after on recommendations from several people like you need to go there. It's such a beautiful artistic city. And then I was hanging out with a few people from the event like Kasha that you got to meet at the retreat as well. She's a little fairy. <laughs> and she had been, she actually met Phil, your friend who connected you to come there as well uh, at Joe Dispensa. And he was telling him about her about the retreat. And we were having, I think this was on Saturday. We were having lunch and she was just like, I'm going to the Ayahuasca retreat on Monday. And instantly when she said it, I was just like, I feel like I need to be there. I had my tickets booked home for Tuesday, but I was just like, no, I, I need to be there <laughs> somehow. So I texted Keenan and he said that was the last spot. And I, <laughs> yeah, and then I got it, but I didn't have any preparation. I didn't do any dieta. I didn't like, I just kind of felt very intuitively that I needed to be there. Cause I, I have looked at ayahuasca about, a year in advance, but then I had such deep experiences in meditation that I didn't really feel a calling anymore. I felt like there was so much more development to do with me without any substances or any like extra things. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up there. And yeah, so so to get to the real question here, uh, the giggles. Um, yeah, so I was like in the first ceremony because I had been working through a lot of like being sick, my own ego and stuff like in meditation, I, I had been sitting with a lot of darkness and felt like it kind of came to the other side of that. So I didn't really come to the retreat with any real big darkness to work through. It was more like, see how I could expand my healing abilities. And you know, when you feel like you're about to really expand and level up in your life, I felt like I was like on the cliff, like about to jump into the ocean. Like, should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? And just like, I know I need to, I know I need to. And then it was just like flying. So the first ceremony was just about for me to really surrender and see what this was and kind of like be taken on the journey. I was having, feeling so much love and light and my mind was just creating these beautiful images that I didn't even know it was able to. What it sounded like to me, even though I was going through <laughs> literally like Dante's Inferno. <laughs> so she's like playing with fairies, three beds down, giggling, you know, and just like, I could literally feel the energy of her playing and giggling. And meanwhile, I'm hugging my bucket experiencing, you know, the Dante's Inferno's of hell. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how to explain that. And at some point, maybe we'll talk more, but for right now, I really want to stay with her beautiful energy. So the other thing I would see her doing, um, is she would walk around and she plays with manipulating energy in the air. I don't know if you do that on a regular basis, but you're moving like she, it literally looks like she's taking her hands and she looks very <laughs> eloquent and her hands move very, um, very like little angel feather hands. And then she's <laughs> moving energy around and through, can you talk about like what you see or what you're feeling when you're making those motions with your hands? Yes. Um, it's kind of funny because everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, how's that working? And I'm like, 
it's I'm it just feels like emerging with source or just like being really tapped in and then I'm kind of like moving energy I might be if I'm working with someone or when we were in ayahuasca I could feel like uh at one point for example Phil was calling for me like and I just knew I had to go over there to support him and then I may be moving things from his way like helping him through whatever he's going through uh, and that may take a lot of difference yeah there's a lot of th th different things I do but it's kind of like yeah the movement with my hands it's just it feels like I'm just being guided and it's not really anything that I've learned it's just a remembrance uh that I really I had a download at some point and during one of our ceremonies as well at one point I was just looking at my hands uh while I was very uh, deep in a journey and I was just this is interesting because I clearly know what I'm doing but I'm also not in control it's just like really a really deep guidance yeah it's playing with energy I don't know how to say it any other way and just mm -hmm. uh, being able to feel into everything that's around us because we all do that to more and less extent we just a lot I shut it off for so long and I I also get why because it's you take in a lot when you decide to take in this so if you're not in the right headspace around the right people in the right environment it can be really challenging and you also have to like make sure you have some protection for yourself so that everything comes in so those are some of the things that I found just incredibly amazing so the next thing I want to talk about is her journey because one of the things that we all did is we sat around grandfather fire. So we were there at La Ceiba, which literally looked like paradise. Oh, and, such a beautiful place. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then <laughs> like five porch swings, you know, so you're sitting there on a porch swing, you know, um, overlooking a, a swimming pool that has a fountain with Buddha in it. And there's natural birds that live on the property. It, it literally, there's animals that are running wild. It, it really is like a magical place. So mm -hmm. we're there in this magical, magical center and, um, they build a fire for us and they asked us not to touch it. They said, it's a ceremonial fire. It's shamanic. And so it was there to support the mother coming the mother's journey coming, because basically what we're doing with an ayahuasca ceremony is you're bringing, or you're encanting with medicine, you're bringing on grandmother ayahuasca to speak and to transform some things that might need to be transformed or insights that we need in order to move on. And so the very first thing starts with the fire. The second thing starts with the tobacco. So we sat around the fire and we smoked a cigar and we would share some of our intentions. And this is where I learned of your journey. So can you share your journey about your illness and what happened, where you were and where you are now and how you got there? I had a really severe heavy metal poisoning. Uh, so about five years ago, I was barely able to read. I was about 90 pounds and was just really depressed. Really, at that point, we were kind of figuring out what was going on, but it had been like four or five years where I had just been dabbling with different doctors, healers, traveling around, trying to figure things out and kind of not getting any better, but not really getting any worse either. Um, so we came to this holistic clinic where they have like functional medicine practitioners and they 
kind of just tested everything like hair, mineral status, genes, the gut, uh, neurotransmitters in the brain. Um, and that's where we found out that I had a heavy metal poisoning. So then came about four years of uh, <laughs> tortures detox, which is not like the green juice detox that you see on social media. It's um, It was like an RNA detox. Uh, so most people know about RNA now after COVID and the vaccines. Um, but before that, no one really, at least weren't like in the medical community, really knew about what that was. Uh, so Can you I explain it just so that anybody that doesn't know that they'll. Yeah. So RNA is what codes the genes, the DNA, like turns them on and off. So I tested my genes that had like, were less, not that good at detoxing basically. And then the genes that were not working as well, we upregulated them by using RNA prep yeah, RNA nucleotides, basically. So, um, yeah, and based also, like, of course, nutrition, I did a lot of sauna, a lot of cold therapy, uh, some fasting, uh, a lot of supplements, and then little by little, I got better, uh, but it was a very gradual, slow process. And then about, I'd say, a little more than a year ago, one and a half year ago, maybe I was like, okay, I'm kind of like back to myself. Like I have, or I'm back to, uh, my health is pretty good now, but I don't feel like I have my life force still. Like I'm not in touch with who I am. And actually I've never experienced being a healthy adult. I've always been sick as an adult. Who is Cecile as um, a healthy adult? Who, who does she want to be, you know? Uh, so that's kind of when I got into Joe Dispenza and his work. He has a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Because even though I've always been really into self-development and been very, uh, yeah, I'm meditated for about 15 years now. I've read a lot of, lot of different self-development uh, books throughout the years. I still felt like there's, I'm sure there's some patterns here, you know, keeping me back from really just living in my life force and the most that I can be. Uh, so I dove deeper into that book and I kind of, I started working with a shaman back in Norway and a Reiki practitioner that really opened up a few things for me. Uh, and then at some point I was like, I feel like I need to travel. I want to go on some retreat. And I didn't know Joe Dispenza had retreats until the beginning of that year. And I was just like, that's where I need to be. <laughs> uh, so I booked my retreat with him in San Diego in the end of April last year. And then I, the first meditation, the first day I had a Kundalini awakening and I didn't really know what that was at the time. I had of course been meditating for 15 years at that point, but like with transcendental meditation, mindfulness meditation, it's a lot calmer, very, very different to what I was experiencing here. And I had been feeling energy move through my body before with working with my shaman and healer. So I kind of just knew when, cause it's, an enormous amount of energy that's running through your body. It feels like an electric current. Uh, so Kundalini is kind of like explained as if there's a serpent at the end, in a coil at the end of, of your back, basically. And that serpent is kind of, because in a root chakra, there's enough force to create a life. So when we can uncoil that snake and kind of draw that energy up through our 
spine and to our head, we can create an immense amount of energy of to create and to use for our vision. And it's, uh, so when I tapped into that, I kind of like, I had been feeling some of this with working with my shaman back at home. And she had been telling me like, I feel like you're about to have a Kundalini awakening, like give it a few weeks. And I didn't really know what it was at that point. So she was just like, don't Google it. Like, don't read about it. Just let it unfold organically. And since I didn't have it on any pedestal, since I didn't really know what it was, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I, so when I had the energy hit my body, I kind of just knew that I had to ride that wave because I had been feeling some of that before, but this was just like, 20 times that. Um, so it just felt like someone plugged me into an electric socket and I was just head banging for like on and off for two hours. It was, um, yeah, I've never felt that amount of energy move from my body, but at the same time, I just felt more love than I ever felt in my entire life. Uh, and such a deep connection to oneness and source. And, uh, it just like, but that's when I realized like there's another level to life that I haven't been experiencing. Like, what is this? I, <laughs> and it, at the moment it felt like a, like probably like a once in a lifetime moment. I'm like, this mm -hmm. is what people is talking about when they're like coming to God or the, or the universe or whatever you want to call it. So I wasn't really expecting it to happen again. I was just like, if this is all I get this retreat, it was totally worth it. You know? So I didn't, go into the next meditation with any expectation, but the same thing just kept happening over and over. Uh, so by the end of day two, we, we were meditating for about six hours a day. And then by the end of day two, I was exhausted because I was moving so much energy through my body. Uh, and I was walking up to this volunteer and kind of just like asking like, is this really meant to happen? Is this how it's meant to be? And he's just like confirming my belief, like, yes, you're, you're exactly meant, like exactly where you're meant to be. Uh, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> and then by the end of like, by day three, I had like, it got a little bit calmer, but I'm still a very, like, I move energy pretty visually. It's like, uh, so when we're at the retreats, because I've been to several of them after, I usually have a lot of people come up to me after the walking meditations or the healing because they, you can really like see that I move energy. People have different ways of doing it. Um, yeah, that was kind of like <laughs> going from here to there. And then after I came home from that, I was like, I got really interested in how can I use this to benefit others? This is such a force. And this, it was so clear to me that this is something that lives within each and every one of us. It's not anything exclusive to me. Uh, so that's when I got into sound healing and Reiki and like more, I wanted, I needed to like get a toolbox to like, how do I use all of this, you know? And as I've been learning like several different modalities, I've gotten to trust a lot more in my inherent abilities as well. Uh, Cause that's also really powerful when you're able to like really just be in direct contact with source or really merge uh, with yeah, different spirits. Uh, you can have a lot of things really come through or just remember things you may have already known for quite a while. <laughs> After I started doing that, like the people I've been healing, they've just been telling me like, wow, this is, you just leveled up. Like this is so powerful. So it's been, um, it's been really interesting and amazing to experience. So I'm still just expanding in all of this, but it's, uh, yeah. For me, it was fascinating to watch 
some of your own expansion during mm-hmm. the receiving ayahuasca. And that was a really beautiful time. I think we, we really had a beautiful group of people. Oh, we had such a beautiful group of people. Yeah. I want to bring it back to, because some people are probably sitting there on the edge of their seats. Oh, they started (laughs) to talk about ayahuasca. And I want to know a little bit more about that too. And then after that, I do want to get into your book, but let's close the loop of some of the wonders that people might be having about your journey with mother ayahuasca. Like what did you, what was the most significant takeaway from that experience for you? Mm, uh, I had such I felt so connected to, if you want to call it God, the universe, creator, uh, whatever, but in a very, like such a special way that I don't, I've felt it several times before, but this, since the substance, it brings you into such a deep connection over such a long amount of time that you're able to like, really, I was able to, yeah, really be in that for a long amount of time. And it was very very special and it also gave me some really uh significant directions for my life what I'm here to contribute with which was very beautiful um and very yeah very special and I'm really connected deeper with a lot of like you said my healing abilities as well and during the two last ceremonies I was mostly walking around uh, assisting others in their uh, journeys and dancing and singing and just uh, having such a beautiful time <laughs> <laughs> so but I also had the second journey it was really tough at one point uh, I was um, yeah it just I felt like I was dying over and over and over again because I was I kept repeating the same pattern and I was like being taught this lesson like you can't keep doing this if you just keep doing this we're just gonna like send you to the same place (laughs) until you actually get out of this loop and um at one point I did and then um yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but I really felt like I need, got a very different understanding of the world after that journey, uh, which was kind of mind-blowing at the moment, <laughs> but I've had some integration time now, and it's, uh, yeah, uh, making me see the world in a different way, uh, but in a really, in a good way, uh, so now, I was really... She- Did she talk to you at all? Like, like she would say very distinct things to me often. Like, I mean, she had full on conversations continually. (laughs) I felt like I had like, it felt like I could ask any question and I would get Mm -hmm. answers in lifetimes. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt like all the time. Uh, So just like you have chat GPT on like, just ask anything and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the answer. Uh, So, cause my first journey was beautiful, but I was also like, after like, this is very similar to what I've experienced in meditation. Cause I was kind of curious, like, what else is this going to give me that I haven't had before? I felt like it was just this being in a deep meditation, but for a longer amount of time, cause I don't ever, I haven't meditated for like 10 hours straight before. But then it just got deeper and deeper throughout like each ceremony. And I really felt like I, yeah, at one point I was, um, I was experiencing this beautiful mandalas in my mind. And I was just like having this Mm. beautiful visions and my way of expressing that in the moment, which is like starting to sing. Uh, So I was singing and yeah, it was just, I had some really deep connection with my voice and my 
oh, so much different things going on, but it was all together a very, I felt like I was taught being taught lifetime, like teachings for lifetimes from a lot of different teachers. Uh, not only ayahuasca, but she opened up a lot of, a lot of ways for me to connect with others as well, I'd say. Yeah. So I want to talk to just for a little moment about some people's philosophy about ayahuasca. You know, I just want to make sure that the listeners are hearing that we were experiencing something that to us felt like almost like a religious experience, like that it felt profound. It felt significant. We weren't on a drug journey in the Amazon. Like I I can just like, I don't drink alcohol. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I don't do any kind of drugs. This was very intentional. And it's, uh, it's not something you play with. It's like, you're being very intentional if you want to do this. And it might sound like I just like decided on a whim, but I had been I had been researching this like a year before I had been thinking about this, but it just hadn't been the time. Mm -hmm. And then when that opportunity presented itself, it was just like very clear to me that I needed to be there. You also said something, and, and this is how I feel about it. There was a time in your life where you almost felt called or drawn to ayahuasca. And then that time seemed to pass. And then this time presented itself at just like the perfect opportunity. And I just, I wanted to say for my own journey for a moment, um, I was called to that journey. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I necessarily wanted because, (laughs) you know, Uh, you know, it was like people talked about ayahuasca and it sounded super scary to me. And I was like, I don't you know, I really respect my body. Like I didn't want to put my body through that. And I prepared, like, I know that your yours was like, you came from one event to another, but like, I really prepared for a month of not eating certain foods and not eating sweets and not eating salts. And, you know, I was very diligent about, yeah, I think because I have that diet already. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what made it so easy for me because and I also came straight from a meditation event, which it's such a clearing in itself. Uh, so, uh, but my diet is pretty much the same as the, or a lot like, because they're not as restrictive as some other places. I had like red meat a few days before, but other than that, I don't really eat a lot of processed food. I don't drink. So there was, yeah, probably made it easier for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I just wanted to be clear that this isn't a whim journey where you're doing drugs in the Amazon. I mean, <laughs> Definitely this, not. This is like, I mean, people dress like a religious experience. You know, we wear yeah. white or a light color and, you know, we have, I had my, I called it my warrior garb. I have, I have it today. I have my hummingbird yeah, and my hummingbird me. earrings. And we also sometimes had face paint that we, that some people had that we might you know, be able to use, but this was a spiritual journey. It was, um, I felt very blessed. I felt it was very sanctimonious for me. It was very spiritual. So I just felt very humbled by the medicine as well. Like really, Mm -hmm. because we got so connected and really like realizing that was one of the things I got as well, like an invitation to be part of something bigger, but also a very clear message that I needed to respect the traditions in order to be a part of that because I can be 
I can be a little rapid in life sometimes. I'm like, why are this taking, why is this taking so long time? Can we just like skip a few steps, you know? Uh, like uh, when I feel like things are not necessarily there for a good reason, but if it is, then of course I'll respect it. So they just like made it very clear. Like there's a reason that it's this way. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll get in line then. Oh, <laughs> so let's move to your book. So what gave you the motivation to write the book? Where are you at? And tell us some thoughts that you're yes. going to put in this beautiful book that you're creating for all of us. Oh, um, so the book is basically like, since I was sick for such a long amount of time, I, and it took so much time to figure out what really was the issue. So I dove so much deep into so many like different parts of creating a healthy lifestyle and science and throughout those, well, about eight years, you accumulate a lot of knowledge when you like spend, that's your full-time job, like trying to research, trying to learn about all of this, you know? So I just felt like this, there's a reason I took this journey and there is, I'm here to teach this to others. This is the book that I wish I had 10 years ago. So it's like, I have been reading a lot of thick books about a lot of nerdy stuff, basically, <laughs> but most people don't have the time to do that and they don't even, or maybe they wouldn't take the time if, even if they had. So I've been trying to condense different parts of creating a healthy lifestyle into one chapter. So when it's like about sleep, for example, maybe I read a lot of different books that like from Matthew Walker and like, there's a lot of scientists in this that's actually been publishing books in sleep the past few years. Uh, but a lot of people, even though they struggle with sleep, they don't read those books. So then I've tried to kind of condense all of that into one chapter where you get like, this is how it works and why sleep is important. And this is what you need to do in order to make it make optimize your sleep, basically. So that's how most of the chapters are structured. Uh, so it's kind of like a health Bible where you have like, it's about nutrition, how to eat yourself smarter. Because I really struggled with my brain health after having my heavy metal poisoning, because that can descend, like really damage some brain regions. So for a while, I like I said earlier, like I could barely read and I almost felt like I had Alzheimer's at one point. I needed to have specific places for every single thing I had in order to be, make sure I could find back to it. So I got really interested in brain science and how to, in neuroscience, how to rebuild the brain, how, uh, which kind of facts do you need in order to restructure your brain? How, what kind of learning could I do? What kind of light do I need to expose myself to? Could I like exercise in a certain way, which would optimize for that? So uh, that's kind of like, we get into a lot of different like lifestyle components throughout the book. And my story is in there a little bit, but it's not about me at all. It's just like, but it's funny because when people have been reading the book, they tell me like, I just feel like it just flew out of you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> it's pretty integrated at this point. So yeah, it's about nutrition, how to eat yourself smarter. Like I said, we have a chapter where we're like, comparing veganism, fasting, and keto, and how to optimize for some of those if you want to include one of those modalities in your life, and at least what you need to be aware of with each one of them if you want to make it happen or want to do one of them for amount of time. 
And then there's about how to op optimize your exercise regime for performance without draining yourself. There's a chapter on how to work for more creativity uh, and performance without like just sitting cross-eyed at the end of the day <laughs> and actually like bringing out your innate potential because we have so many different qualities within us. And uh, some of us might feel like, oh, we need to do a certain job, but actually realizing that you have some inherent gifts that you might be a lot more suited well suited in some jobs than others um true. That's true. so yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna so, ask no, go ahead. another question but before I do I'm gonna give you a pre-frame of something I'd invite you to think about or feel okay into. <laughs> I will so I'm gonna talk about life force energy in a moment but I I really wanted them to hear your voice at some point today oh. and so I want you to have a moment to think about if you, if you can create just a little sound, uh, for them to hear the magic in your voice. And then I'm going to ask <coughs> this question first about life force energy. Yes. So one of the things I've been sitting with personally is the term life force energy. And I do think Tony Robbins just published a book with components of that title but I've been sitting with it for quite a while because there's something about that that makes me feel that there's a secret in that sentence or life force energy, that it's, it's some of the things that you're talking about. And you said, I don't quite have all of it yet, but I'm getting there, you know, because of the heavy metal poisoning and stuff like that. Can you explain what you think having our ultimate life force energy in our highest performing state would be like? Oh, wow. That's such a huge question. I feel like it's really important for us to take some time to align to what we inherently feel like we're here to do, because we're all here with like here to change a part of the world in our own unique way. And so many of us forget that just being lost in daily tasks and being lost in everyday life, basically, instead of actually tuning into what we feel like we're inherently here to contribute with. And I feel like when we get in touch with that, it's so powerful. Like then our life force can really begin to blossom and to come out because we feel like yeah, you're here to contribute and just feeling into that, being part of oneness, being part of the collective in that way is very, very powerful. Uh, so for me, really connecting to what I feel like I'm here to contribute with has really been a huge enforcement on my life force. But I also feel like it's really hard to connect with your life force if you're not healthy, if you're not like you don't have a balanced body and that's also why I feel like a lot of people get into like nutrition and training and then eventually they may transcend to the spiritual and of course not that's not everyone's journey but I just see that that's a lot of people's journey sometimes I want to thank you for everything that you've said because so I know you probably haven't read my my book but the align your business how to find your windows of opportunity and claim the next level of you that talks about Beautiful. connecting <laughs> thank you it's sitting here i embarrassingly enough i would I, I sometimes use my book for different things but this uh, is amazing this is my book i wish i would have had a copy to give you i pack five on my trip uh, but because yes. of 
you know, suitcase limitations or whatever. But what you just did today is you confirm something that I've been sitting with and I've been sitting with, I talk in my book about finding your aligned mission Mm -hmm. and what, how I do it is that we're born with this vibration of who we are up here. And right now I know it's a podcast, but I'm placing my hand in forward motion back and forth above my head. And then what happens is we have this belief system story mm. or this BS story of the things <laughs> that we're not that like somehow we've had injury, you know, or somebody said like, maybe somebody said to you, you really can't sing. And she has the most beautiful voice in the world. What if, <laughs> what if she would have stopped singing? Right. So and then there's eight inches in between, which is our head, <laughs> literally. And literally, yeah. Overthinking, you know, our our vibration of who we were meant to be. I believe that that is our life force energy. So what mm. you just did is you kind of confirmed something that I've been sitting with is life force energy is about the ultimate health, but also spending it in a way that provides your ultimate service that you're ultimate mission aligned from source, God, universe, whatever, you know, your language. I think we can be as healthy as we want. If we're not in contact with something bigger than ourselves. it's going to be really hard to tap into that life force. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) So we went through a whole whirlwind from ayahuasca to books, (laughs) to healing, to sound and So I just want to just take this moment and I'm placing my hands on my heart because meeting this woman was literally like just, just a piece of magic. And I (laughs) felt so like, I'm really getting emotional because I felt so blessed that she was part of this journey. I was really scared to be on this journey and having beautiful people that were spiritual and believe that we were all on a journey together. Mm. Um, and I believe that we were, you know, totally on this journey together. It it was the most amazing week in in my life. And Mm. part of the reason why it was so amazing, because I was with people just like her. And I just wanted to thank you from the top and the bottom and both sides (laughs) and the back of my heart, um, just to meet you and to just, to just have had an experience with you like this is just amazing. Thank you. Oh, I really received that. Likewise, it was, yeah, such a special weekend. It felt like a week in the divine <laughs> together. Yeah, <laughs> which is your soul tribe. It was very, very special. Oh, we have a soul tribe. I'm going to use that <laughs> one. So thank you so much. And uh, I just... Oh, and just say a little something to everybody with your beautiful voice in your native tongue, because it's gorgeous. Oh, hello, all the summer. I have Cecilia. I'm going to talk a little Norsk so that I can get a little insight into how it sounds. And all of that, too. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I just said, hello, my name is Cecilia. I'm just going to speak Norwegian for a little while in order for you to get a feeling of what it sounds like. Yeah. basically. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? I just love it. So I hope you all enjoyed meeting Cecile and her beautiful accent, her beautiful healing. And when do you think tentatively we could start looking for your book? My book in the region is going to be published in June. Uh, so it's the, it's been with the editors 
right now I just like the design part. Uh, so, and I'm actually having a meeting with an international publisher tomorrow. So we'll see. It's still like crossing fingers face that I'm crossing my fingers hard. <laughs> and then uh, we'll see, because it's only going to be like the translation. So it's going to be a lot easier for them since everything is already edited. Uh, so depending on how interested they are and yeah, we'll see. I, I I don't know anything at this moment, but I will keep you posted. <laughs> and then how do people get in touch with you um, if they wanted to either have a healing session or to communicate with you? Because you are absolutely fascinating. Oh, thank you. Uh, they could go to ceciliastabel.com. Uh, you could put that in your um, show notes uh, or cecilia.stable on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you again. And um, oh, just thank you. thank you for being on the Intuitive Business Podcast. We're so grateful that you were here oh, today. Thank you so much for asking me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.